This is exactly right. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? Home from our studio. <laughs> You're listening to Do You Need a Ride? From the All Things Comedy Studio, my name is Chris Fairbanks. And my name's Karen Kilgariff. We are, uh, I just came from a long drive down a long and winding road. How many you know, hours? every day is really a, a winding, winding road. road. I'm sorry. That's I, okay. It's just a start. I, you know how I warm up. By you know I love show. Four or five dumb <laughs> she's, she's one of my favorites. Especially when she teams up with Kid Rock. <laughs> how many hours from uh, Lake it Arrowhead? It was a horrifying drive. It was cartoonishly windy, and uh-huh. then clouds of fog would make it where I had to just stop and pull <gasps> over because I couldn't see the edge of the road. Holy shit. And I was headed up to this Max FunCon thing, and uh, and then all of a sudden I took a left, and you're just above the fog, and it was sunny and beautiful. Oh, nice. It's a lake on top of, it's like a lake at 5,000 feet, I yeah. think. Yeah, it's cool, and it's all kind of fake German. It was kind of Germany. Yeah. Who doesn't love that? I, I guess Jews. Certain people. Yeah, certain yeah, people yeah, have yeah, memories yeah. about certain factions. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well. Uh, but how long was the drive total? I just that. I just sped back and got here just in time. Just I just want a number of how many hours the drive was. The drive up there <laughs> was two and a half. The drive down was an uh, hour and 40. Okay. But in scary weather conditions, in a dangerous marine layer. Scooby-Doo, clouds of fog, <laughs> just coming in uh, right in front of me. I thought you were calling me Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. I will tell Let you. Let me tell you something, Scoobs. <laughs> Roll. Does that ring any bells? One of the best jokes I ever wrote was in high school. Um, we, I was sitting with my best friend Patty Riley and her humongous family at a big uh, table at a Chinese restaurant in San Francisco. And we started talking about Scooby-Doo because we had all watched it every day after school our whole lives. And so we were going – this was – the mid-80s, so this wasn't hacky back then. Mm-hmm. And we were just going through all the Scooby-Doo tropes of why does Velma always lose her glasses, right. blah, 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 blah. And I said, uh, my friend Patty had three older sisters. and uh, No, sorry, two older sisters and a younger sister. But her two older sisters were like two of the coolest girls that went to our high school. 
And so, of course, I had to show off because I wanted to be popular, too. And so my observation about Scooby-Doo is they always, they're always running down the exact same hallway. So no matter where they are, it's picture plant, picture plant. And it made her sister, Debbie, spit her drink all over this huge circular <laughs> table we were at. Because she never really – she noticed that but didn't really remember. That, it got that her. Moment. It yeah. got her good. And <laughs> it was – I think it was my first official spit take. Um, and so, you know, I'll always have a place in my heart for Scooby-Doo. Yeah, if if it causes your first big laugh with a spit take. Thanks, guys. My first big laugh doesn't take away anything from you. So there's no reason to be sad. Well, I didn't mean to get jealous. <laughs> what but happened? I, I don't know that I've ever caused a spit take. I'm Bad sure you have. people get close, then they just have to turn away and swallow. And one thing dribbles out their one nostril? Yeah. No, I made someone laugh to where a baby carrot shot out their nostril. <laughs> what? That felt pretty good. No. Dangerously with at a high velocity. <laughs> like a like a carrot bullet? Mm-hmm. And I called that guy salad shooter for a long time. Hold on. You're not saying a whole baby carrot. Maybe he took a it was like bit in half. But so he, he snorted it. Carrot. He basically snorted? He no, just Went to laugh, but his mouth was closed, so the carrot was like, fucking, what the, where's this door go? And it was his nostril. That's the thought process of the carrot, I think. I think uh, I think a carrot take is better than a spit take. Oh, <laughs> carrot taker. <laughs> oh, He's a real do. carrot taker. Uh, <laughs> I think the carrot taker is actually the phantom. What's this? Oh, there was always a phantom in Scooby-Doo, and it was often a caretaker. Oh, that's right. But that's right. I, uh, I got you. <laughs> carrot. I was just going back, calling back. I'm, pun. I'm with you now. I'm warming up. You, I hear you. I haven't I'm eaten. With you. I've only had coffee. Come on. We do this. It's You need protein. You have to have it. Didn't have time. Don't always have time to do... Um, the basics? The basic life <laughs> things like eating and sleeping. Just don't have time. Always going. You know what I'm going to give you a tip? They have these awesome things called 7-Eleven. And you can go in there and get protein any There's hour not of a the lot day. of the stuff in there will I put in my body. You know, ma'am. Oh, that's right. You have Other than all my, my daily liquor intake, I'm pretty healthy. <laughs> you know? Did you liquor it up a lot? I liquored it up last night. Fun was, times? Yeah, it was fun. They had a dance party. Oh. And, um, you know, there's a lot of... And did you was did you touch anyone's butt? Or are you allowed to talk about it? I did not touch butts. There's no one's butt that I... I mean, I'm not in the market for butt touching. Got it. Oh, yeah. that's right. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, but there was, there was an undertone there that it's like, hey, that people are going to get laid tonight. And it's like, it almost felt like a sexual get-together retreat thing. Oh, really? Like, yeah, a, yeah. like a key I party guess for comedy? He, yeah, Jesse announced that years ago someone lost their virginity at Max FunCon, and Ew. then and then he felt a lot of power from that. <laughs> ew, <laughs> to double in a ew. joke in a jokey. Oh, way. good, good. Yeah, good. yeah, he was kidding, of course. I kind of pictured him saying that wearing a cape. Yeah, like well, in, into a microphone into a huge crowd. It's like NPR type podcast fans. There's and a lot of fans of our podcast and. They're really sweet, and a lot of people. I wish you could have been there for some of the compliments. I was, you know, I was supposed to be there. But they aren't like partying people that are out out clubbing. They're like hardworking people with jobs. I, I imagine and there's so a lot not, of graphic designers. There's a lot of uh, librarians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of teachers. People who are proud to be smart. People that aren't getting together up in the mountains 
Except on, for on a normal basis. Yeah. yeah, and then they're all fucking. <laughs> you you think people fuck at like a rave of some kind? Because a lot of most hacky people would have gone with a bound chick a wow type. Right. Which I'm glad you didn't. I hate. I mean, isn't that curious that when everyone does music from a porn, it is a bound chick a bound bound always. Right, when Isn't that weird? there's sex happening in so many other music places, like mm-hmm. my EDM festival that I was just doing a song from. Yeah, people get laid at Guitar Center. <laughs> now let's hear what it sounds like <laughs> in the background. Should we talk about... Should we talk about how we have a guest today? I think we should. She's had to sit here and listen <laughs> like she's not here for so long. Yeah, that's, it's, that's custom. People do that, though. Oh. They, they develop a rapport, and then they're like, our guest today is the terrific, hilarious, my good friend Lizzie Cooperman. Yay! My friend, too. Yeah, Thank and you. also our friend. I'm no, sorry. It's I, okay. No, no. That sounded combative, and it didn't, I didn't mean it that way. It just, I... I didn't want to speak for you. Maybe you guys had a tiff today. Let me just go over my personal <laughs> histories with both of you. Okay, good idea. It'd be great. They aren't the same history, right? That's no, the they point. aren't the same. See, mine's Karen. a herstory. Do it Chris's is. first. It is. <laughs> when did you guys first meet? I think we met in Minneapolis. Did we? Yes, at Many Acme. Many moons ago at Acme Comedy Club. Were you headlining there? Oh, I don't. Th- I think um, I was featuring for Frank Caliendo. Oh, oh really? Of Mad TV. Of John Madden fame. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. before all that. Mm-hmm. It was just... It might have been when he was on Hype, the, my first writing job. It was a sketch show on the WB called oh, Hype. wow. Frank Caliendo was a star. Oh. Wow, he's always been a star. <laughs> and he was like a neocon Republican who said really? bizarre things about how great Bush was. In our, N- not our, joking? Yeah, and our good friend Andy Rich, he got in his face over it. Did he and really? It was awesome. What did Andy yeah. say? He just started. He's like, "That's that's really how you think. You're an idiot." Like, he, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And Andy was just hanging out. I'm, no, he was op- It was Andy, and I was featuring, and Frank Caliendo. And the uh, the first night, Andy got in his face about something that he blurted. That I love it. Yeah, it was great. And so they didn't talk anymore. And, uh, For the best. But yeah, that w- that was like maybe my first time, fourth time, first. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna just clean up and start juicing. <laughs> Not my right fourth, now, though. He kept inviting me to things, but after that, because I had Andy's back during that, I was like, "Yeah, that was pretty." You lame. stood behind him, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> I don't really follow politics yet, but I will one day <laughs> when it affects me. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, so I feel like I met you there, and then mm-hmm. time passed. Yeah, there was like a fast forward moon. If you imagine pages <laughs> of a calendar behind yes. us just peeling off. Yeah, and then here, right? Do you didn't live in New York, did you? No, I never. Okay. Spent any. Did you live in New York, Lizzie? I did. I lived there for two and a half years. Who was your best friend? You know, Chris Jarek. In know. New York, he was. I lived with Chris Jarek for a See, while. See what? Isn't I we remember? Did. <laughs> I just assumed, because he moved there around that time. Yes. You were pals in Minneapolis? We were. We lived together. I think my closest friend there was Carmen Lynch. Oh, I know her. Yeah. She's the greatest. Yes, I love Carmen. So, yeah, I think. And then, but yeah, I don't know. There's a fog over this relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's no, clear it. I don't remember. Yeah. 
It was just incre- it's just a slow build to what we have yes, today. Yes, a like nice there was slow your, build. Your New York hiatus. Right, right. But I remember seeing you and being like, "Oh my god, I've never seen anything like that." Like mm-hmm. I remember when I saw you, I felt like you opened my mind to like new possibilities. Because I was flubbing words and saying that I. Not good at this, but trying to get laughs that way. I always remember the joke about the hair falling through the light that you do. I always think of your frog on a lily pad. That's, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's that's your signature bit in my brain. Oh, nice. Maybe you haven't mentioned that frog in years. Yeah, for some Do you know reason. the frog of which I speak, Karen? No. Nope. A frog on a, li- a diplomatic frog on a lily pad with suspenders? I am, I've created a different you frog. You know, I like... I like the idea of the frog and the li- on the lily pad. It's slightly different, but it's like a frog butler. Oh, a frog <laughs> Wanting butler. a frog butler, yeah. <laughs> Wait, a real frog? Yeah, oh, like how in children's th- stories, how there's always a frog in knickers who answers the door. <laughs> and then I go through like the whole scenario of me having this frog as a butler and how I want to like abuse this frog a little bit just because he's like kind of weak and like... <laughs> <laughs> a little wet. I love it. Yeah. But he has like knickers on and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Kind of like Beatrix Potter-esque, I think. I like it. I Yeah, I always think of uh, who are those nice. Christmas frogs down by the bog playing the washboard tub. Mm. Uh, whatever. <laughs> you know, there's, sometimes I feel like my memories are just in my own head. But that was a thing. I mean, I don't remember. Ain't no hole in a watch. Emma Daughter's Jug Band Christmas. That's what I'm talking about. What's that? Oh, it's yes. A, it's a stop motion in a in a bayou bog situation, but it's Christmas. Can I look it up? Yeah, and it's a stop motion animated, uh, and there's frogs. Because I was going to say, I've seen those, I've like frogs playing a stand-up bass, but that was in a gift shop in Florida. There was no Christmas yeah. involved. I just know one of the songs is called Ain't No Hole in the Wash Tub. Oh, <laughs> Wait, the frogs are playing stand-up bass, like in a window display? Um, well, no, it's like little f- frogs made of shells. You know, they're, it's like um, tchotchkes that they sell in like tourist traps. Oh, okay, yeah. Or or sometimes they're dead frogs that they've stuffed and then shellacked so that they just stand there and put like plastic eyes into. I don't like yes. that, because under that shellac, don't we have then a rotting frog? <laughs> Well, the shellac enables it to just not rot. But if someone pokes a hole in the shellac coating, oh, that thing! A smelly frog odor. Well, then you'll have a zombie frog, and then it, it'll be more modern, and you can be like, "This is the walking dead frog." Yeah, and then you'll need a, a made frog to come and clean it all up. Uh, I feel like I feel a, like the frog. Oh, yeah, Jim Henson. Yes, it is Jim honor. Henson. Oh, that's cool. It's Muppets, I guess, not stop motion. Uh, I'm just, like I'm I feel so like the frog is easy to humanize because it kind of has like a real human body type. The frog. I feel like frogs do. They're like the apple shape because they have kind of like the big middle and like skinny legs. Mm-hmm. And then gap. fucking thumbs, or am I just thinking of Kermit? They got fingers. Yeah. Or no, they have. I'm do just they? thinking of Kermit. I think. Oh. <laughs> I think I am. Yeah. I've changed my tune. They have little maybe. webbed. They have little webbed hands like Webs, that. Yeah. 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 One day we will, too, if we keep evolving. If we keep swimming. Yeah. Just keep swimming. Tell us about your Just history with Karen here. My history with, with Karen. Herstory. Sorry. <laughs> my herstory. <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like our herstory has had, like, twists and turns to it. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't always know each other very well. Right. And then recently, I don't know. I feel like I'm not great at recounting. 
I mean nothing to her. Uh, exactly. <laughs> no, it's, you know why? It's because of Georgia, I think. Like, we met each yes. other. I know when I first met you, which was that comedy show at Highways, which was one of my very first stand-up sets back after not doing stand-up for five years. And I was like, didn't want to do it real bad. But I was like, you got to, like, you have to start. Because I knew it was going to be terrible. And it was at this weird theater out in Santa Monica that was, that it was like three times longer than it was wide. <laughs> and I had walked backstage and Lizzie was back there with her keyboard. And there was probably four other youngsters back there with her. And I was wanted to die almost the whole time and you were so nice and whoever the other girl was I can't remember I remember this now yes and it was this weird backstage and as everyone was like talking and riffing with each other backstage I was like why am I doing this I hate stand-up comedy so much and then you did your set and you sang uh, the Morongo Casino song (laughs) and I could not stop laughing I was like losing my mind Karen I never I could never remember this exact night until now when you're saying, because I, I remember you walking in and before you came in, everyone was like, she writes on Ellen. <laughs> and I felt like I got like nervous and I was like, oh, I can't. Like I felt like I wasn't communicating, but I was like, yeah. That's hilarious. That's yes, not why she was nice to you, though. <laughs> Lizzie's the, the nicest woman in comedy. That's right. Thanks, Chris. You're nice to everybody. Thank that you. That deserves it. She's a real... You're not a pushover. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not no. calling you... If someone gives a guff... Right. You're I can say, shut hey, down. I can shut down. I'll give you a little back. You don't shut down. I I've don't. seen you get in guff and give it directly back. That's when I knew. Yes. I was like, did you have older sisters, Lizzie? <laughs> She's Wait, like, when? Yeah. What was Karen this? saw me. You got in someone's mug? Karen saw. <laughs> So <laughs> this is why I said twists and turns. Was it a dude or a girl? I've <laughs> always loved Karen and wanted to be like, there's something that you're like, I will become close to this person. <laughs> like, you see Karen like in as something like beautiful in the distance. <laughs> you are. You're like a wonder. Oh. You and where is this going? Wait, you just started crying. <laughs> you are a wonder. <laughs> no, but like, uh, so I always was like, I want to be friends with Karen. But I don't, like, yes. Okay. An oasis. I never. <laughs> That's what it is. Yes. you never quite get Something to. Beautiful. I acted on That's it, but I don't want to. Oh, oh. <laughs> An oasis no, is a right. real. That's a real thing. Right. Yeah, it took me a while. I, it's good that I realize that I'm not a mirage. I'm an oasis. Yeah, you're you a real. Are. You're the real thing. You're out there. Hi. People strive for you, but once they get to you, you're not just a, a right. wispy uh, reflection caused by hot air hitting cold air. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. A lot of times so, I interrupt people to clarify their thoughts. No, yeah. I appreciate it because I was just like imagining this like black beautiful black hair like swirl <laughs> in the desert and then i was like that's not karen anymore it's madonna <laughs> it's madonna from the ray of light video that's what you're really yes. thinking of <laughs> and then i turn into a bunch of birds <laughs> so then we shared a room at george's wedding and that was like an electric time i think we were both like in a raw place mm-hmm. at that time. Well, I had just come back from my mom's funeral weekend. And uh, uh, so, and it was at the Madonna Inn, which is this kitschy, fascinating yes. place. You've been there? I've driven by it and wanted to go. It's so On great. the way to Morongo. Hit it with the song. More, 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 Morongo. Check me out June 21st at the Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> I plug it every five minutes. Yes. No. 
but yes, and it's very surreal. So it's already like a sensory experience. We were in the horse Next. room. Yes, all horses all around us. Real horses. We had, there was a, a um, what do you call it? A carousel horse hanging from the light fixture over the bed. Yeah, like a large horse in kind of galloping pose. Yeah. There is, there was a light fixture that in Austin at the Driscoll Theater or Driscoll Hotel. It's a haunted place, but there was a full-on stuffed horse. With a lampshade on its head and and a light in its head, and it was that was a lamp there. A full sized horse. Yeah. Holy and, shit! And I, there was no one there, so I just went to a stranger and said, "I'm so hungry, I could eat a lamp." But it was <laughs> oh a horse, and he's like, "Oh, I get it." Yeah. And then he went back the next day, and it was gone. Yeah. Oh, and cigar smoke was coming out of the painting of the old owner. That's what the thing is. There's cigar smokes come out of there, and you can smell cigar smoke for real. They're like, "Yeah, you can't smoke here. That you can just always smell." I'm like, they're pumping it out of the walls or something. <laughs> well, it would be a good draw. I would totally go there. It is across the street from the only place I've ever had a legitimate ghost experience. There's like this haunted really? corner in Austin. Yeah. No, I don't even want to think what about was, it. <laughs> what was the other ghost experience? Oh, I was across the street at Buffalo Billiards painting their windows <laughs> for Christmas and many things. There was people partying and... Uh, is that part of your artist repertoire? What's that? Is My, painting windows? Like, can oh, you used, paint a window like as well as you can draw and if especially in that? warm environments because you just paint, draw it out, paint a, a white base with house paint, and then just get as detailed you as you want. That's but, one of like the most I, exciting things is to be eating in a restaurant suddenly, like during the holidays, like someone comes and paints on your window. It was fun <laughs> to I do. Love that. I like doing it. It may put me in the spirit. Simple pleasure. I'm like, one of my greatest pleasures in life is a painted window. <laughs> I live alone. stop and appreciate these pleasures. I just was hearing things and wind and peripheral things whipping by and just more like feelings that mm. someone was there. And then some guy came and said, hey, you're not locked in anymore. I'm an employee and I'm here now. And I'm like, oh, no, there's people partying next door. And he's like, yeah. Those noises, and it had stopped. I'm like, oh. And I looked in there, and it was like cobweb, <laughs> old pool tables, and boxes of Christmas ornaments. And, and you thought weird. there was a full-on, like, I a thought they party. were decorating, too. That's what made it more freaky, is there was Christmas ornament. And, and I'd never looked in there. I just was hearing, yeah, a multiple, like, 30 people. Wow. It was like a party. Oh, my God. And he said, yeah, I've heard that. I've, I've seen a layer of dust on that table and I just touch it and it all rises and there's a light under the stairs and I'll go shut the door because the door opening would turn on the light and he'd go shut it and then go back to the bar and it's open and the light's on again. They all had stories and I'd never experienced anything but I'm like oh come to think of it a stack of pint glasses fell over while I was painting I'm like oh someone knocked over Oh, they're not there anymore. <laughs> I just have to finish this painting. I wasn't really, I can just, I love the idea of ghosts getting frustrated because I'm not, I just keep. <laughs> You're not huh? paying attention. <laughs> oh, someone blew on my neck anyway, <laughs> along with this Santa Claus, his face is crooked. Whatever. You just reminded me of a phrase. You didn't say this phrase, but a phrase I don't like is, come to find out. <laughs> 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 like, it's a conversation like, she was wearing a cowgirl outfit. 
Come to find out, <laughs> she was born and raised there. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, it is what it is. But at the end of the day... At the end same of old, the day. Same old, same old. At the end of the day. One, that's the one I hate. You same hate same old, old same old? Same old. Because people go same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Did you say mole? Same mole? <laughs> same old, same old. Mole, mole. <laughs> Fine. What, wait, what saying like that do I hate? Mm. It is what it is, has to be. That's super lame. I really... Oh. I got in an argument with someone for describing her friends as pretty decent. <laughs> I was like, really? I was like, do you miss being an Iowan? She was like, yeah, it was pretty decent. I was like, do, do you miss your friends? Yeah, they're pretty decent. And I just got this crawly <laughs> feeling all over you. Like, what does it take to break the glass? <laughs> like, how do we get past decent? Like, it was just everything. It was probably just I didn't like the person, honestly. But it was just like such a stifling feeling. Like, it's like kind of saying I can't be impressed. Yes. Either that or she just didn't have a good, like, like uh, vocabulary or imagination. Yeah. Or experience. Like, Maybe I brought something up. How were your friends back at home? I uh, give them about a six. <laughs> they don't kill people. <laughs> they, they're so. not murderers. <laughs> they're non-murdering snooze fests. Although we, I can say on on her behalf, so she's from the Midwest or like a small town. You know how like sometimes you just grow up. It's like whoever's your age and had their desk near yours. Those are your friends. Yes. Like maybe she realized when she got to a big city and had her pick. It was like, oh yeah. Like, I don't hate them, but they weren't great. Right. <laughs> she was trying to Maybe say that. Maybe it was more of an honest way. answer than a, than a, like, yeah. I just want to figure out one way that you're wrong. That's what we do <laughs> Karen, on this I podcast. need that. Yeah. <laughs> look, I'm willing to look at things. I need to be knocked out a little bit. It's an oasis, not <laughs> a barrage. Life has been so great to me. <laughs> yeah, if I think about it, if I think about my friends that from home that I started being friends with because they lived down the street or... Mm-hmm. They were interested in the same thing. They were like skateboarders. I'd bet if I met them now, it would be harder. I'd bet I wouldn't become friends with them. Really? Because they're like shy. I'm, now I'm like around people that are more like outgoing. Mm. I, co- I covet my shy at home friends. Yeah. Though, and they'll I'd never not be friends with them. And it's impossible to replace those early friendships. Well, I think it's before so it's you weird. get big ideas in your head about what you need or what, like, fame or those dumb yeah. things that, like, only now in my, let's say, early 40s, but we should say mid-40s, um, I just go, like, oh, I don't even know why I wanted to do any of this stupid shit in the first yes. place. <laughs> like, when I, you know, when I go back right. home and then I'm, like, I always wanted to write everything off as, like, small town and stupid and simple, right. where it's, like, no, it wasn't any of those things. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it was the coolest. Yeah. But it's what I needed to do to get out. Yeah. And rise up. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also yeah, in so, our hotel room, yes. Lizzie and I had a bidet. I can't remember if I told you about that or not. Did I ever tell you about Aaron's that? nodding yes. Did, <laughs> we talked about it? No, no. I've stayed at the Madonna Inn. They have those Japanese toilet seats. Yeah. Yes. Where they shoot water up your... Uh-huh. They sure yeah. do. And it's warm water. So every time we would go in to use... So it's like... instead uh, of Karen the, just wiggled her is. eyebrows. Warm water. And then she went waka, waka, waka with her eyebrows. <laughs> and then winked. Because it was just a funny... Like, every time I used the bathroom, I would laugh at the end. And then Lizzie would hear me in the other room. Because it was just two rooms. But I would like... I was like, I'm using the bidet. and Because it, it wasn't a separate thing. No, you were you sitting used. on the toilet going 
Painting plant, painting plant. You were describing the Scooby-Doo hallway every time you went to the bathroom. Every time. I just want that laugh back. Um, but I, you press a little button. Like, you could order what you wanted, it, the direction it goes. Yes. Right. Right, Aaron? You could, get, you could get it coming frontwards, Could you backwards. make it, like, hot or cool it down? Like, ooh, that's too hot up there. I feel like it was warm. It was just a button on the wall, wasn't it? I want one like, so bad, me. I can't even begin to tell you. They're, I'm 100% on board with bidets. Yes. And They're I'm enjoyable. on board with everyone using one. <laughs> Get these stank asses out of here. I got I think I'm quoting Martin Lawrence. You are I was say. just gonna say. Remember Women need trouble? to be washing their ass. Martin Lawrence got banned from uh, Saturday Night Live because he just did stand up about women need to wash their ass. Wash their ass. And at one point he suggests that we put um, a mint up our ass. Oh. Or put a mint up there. I oh, think lady. at the time I pictured he meant ass, but he probably meant pussy. But I remember watching that yeah. real time and going, this is absolute filth. Yeah. Why do I have to watch this? And then the next day, he was like in the street uh, wearing garbage bags. That's right. Wielding a gun. He went jogging in a, in like a sweating suit, not a sweatsuit, but like an all plastic suit, the ones that you wear to sweat at ten, like way more than normal. Do you know those? <laughs> I want to do that after I have a bad set, too. Especially Just sweat it all out? Yeah. Oh, I ate it on SNL. Let me sweat it out. <laughs> Back to that weekend, everyone was talking about Mike Lawrence, and the whole time I thought they were talking about Martin Lawrence. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and you were like, remember that. I was like... Because <laughs> it was so hilarious. I was like, why is everyone talking about Martin Lawrence? Everyone's like, oh, God, Martin Lawrence is a fun... Like, it was all nice... Yes, positive. Positive things people were saying. And I was like, God, he's just in the zeitgeist. <laughs> he is he's just still, he's here. back. I've he's always back. said that. But the first time I saw Martin Lawrence, I'm like, he, this guy's not going anywhere. Mm. He's here to stay, I said. <laughs> yep, yeah. totally. Yeah. And the first time I saw Mike Bad Lawrence, I was like, out. this is basically the same as Martin Lawrence. Yeah. It's repeat. Yep. Same skin, same, same beard, <laughs> same pro wings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, so we stayed in this room. There was like a weird electricity that we Because it was there was a storm. Yep. So it was raining. We were in the surreal place. We were both raw, raw, emotionally raw. raw. Yes, emotionally raw. You had to do a speech at the at oh the my god ceremony. So we were doing some homework, and we were right. talking about feelings and yes. like being real and saying things that matter, as opposed to doing comedy. Because you had just come situation. off the yes. heels of of killing it at of killing it at my funeral. mom's funeral, she murdered at it, and I had a real uh, I could have taught a learning annex annex <laughs> class about how to give a speech at a public yes. uh, event. Karen helped me so much because I was driving there. I had this plan, but it was like the way I would think about putting. You know, like I thought it needed like a concept. I was like, this has to be like a concept. But it didn't have to be that. And then I screamed, peel away the layers. Peel away. And then we wrote some, <laughs> yeah. some good stuff. You, yeah. said, you said helpful things and gave me tips before I publicly spoke on Conan that helped a lot. For real? Yeah, you're good at What did I say? Yes. I don't remember that at all. Oh, I've forgotten it all. <laughs> I'll need it again if, if and I ever do the show. Do you hate if and I ever? No. <laughs> no that, I love it. I, I feel like I've never even heard that before. If and I ever. If and I, it's, uh, there's if a line in, uh, in uh, the... Can you uh, say it one more time? George if? Bailey Christmas. What's that? Oh, It's a Wonderful Life yeah. where everyone comes at the end and they all 
uh, are pulling together money to bail him out, and a maid comes in, and she says, my sister and I used to rewind it and watch it over and over until we understood, and finally uh, subtitles spelled it out. I've been saving this money for a divorce if and I ever gets a husband. <laughs> Wait, can you, As se- she can was you putting, separate the words for me one more time? I've, if, if and I ever... And I? I Yeah, I'll need Karen to remind if, me of her words. If and I ever do Conan okay. again. <laughs> if and I ever... It's I, the word if with a, a, a comma, apostrophe, oh. and, and a, then the letter N. And a cowboy hat <laughs> hanging off the end of the end. <laughs> and then the Arby's cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I ever. But you, you know what? I remember what I said, I think. Which is what I say to everybody who are, who's about to do something big that they get freaked out about. I thought it was special for me. But oh, well, I mean, it's not like <laughs> a ton kidding. of people ask me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I be, it, that I said that the feeling of nervousness, like that excitement and nervousness feel the same. And so you don't have to interpret the feeling that you're having as a bad thing. Be, of course, you're nervous. It's uh, it matters to you. It's a big deal. Right. That's why you're feeling it. But it's just as positive. Like you don't have right. to interpret it as a negative. Right. I feel like that would save a lot of people from alcoholism. <laughs> I, if only. <laughs> I really do. I feel like a lot of people like get rid of this feeling if they were like, oh my god, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of having this like anxiety, like people say, I go into this situation. I can't be around people. Like, what if they interpreted that as just being. Like on a hot, like that was the high. Yeah. Being nervous. Yeah. My mom. All you have to do is think of it differently. I actually got it from my mom the night before I taped the Bob Hope Young Comedian special, which I taped when I was like 23 or 4. And everybody else on the Young Comedian special was like Sue Kalinske, Margaret Smith, um, Paul Provenza, like comics who had done The Tonight Show 10 times and then me. And I was in my head, I was like, this is the ultimate situation where like I'm a fraud and it sticks out and everyone knows I shouldn't be here. And so I was in a full blown white hot panic and I was talking to my mom on the phone and I was, I started crying and I was like, I'm so nervous. I'm freaking out. And she was like, of course you're nervous. It means a lot. It, it's, this is a big deal. It means something. You should be nervous, but it's good to be nervous because that means it's important to you. That's how you know what's a big deal to you. Or yeah. Not. Like yeah. the goal should not be to not have feelings. Right. I love that. I'm glad you called her. I know, me too. My mom would have been like, shove it down and get out there. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And smile, smile, smile. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I remember having a panic like that at New Faces many moons ago. And I remember my manager was like, why are you wearing that T-shirt? She was like, I thought you were going to wear a tank top. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, that, those were get... like, please welcome. I'm like, oh, my God. That's the, it was who so was bad. That? That's she was backstage crazy. and everyone was like, what is she doing? And she's like, get your tits out there. Seriously. It was, I, I was, it was awful. And I wasn't ready to do it. when I, It was like 2007. I was like, se- like scrounging together material. But yeah, I, I feel like. I did that in '03, and I feel like I wasn't ready either. Really? I just went out there, and I'm like, I'm not nervous until I got on stage, and I'm like, Yeah, I am. I have no <laughs> thoughts in my head. Me too. And I just started talking about the night before because I had went up after Chad Daniels, and we just like went to some weird eyes wide shut party, and clowns pickpocketed oh. <laughs> him, and and he got his wallet back empty, but they bought us drinks. These clowns. 
these French clowns <laughs> stole his wallet and then used the money in it to buy us oh, drinks. Nice. And then, so instead of doing my, uh, I did, I think I did a joke, and then I just started talking about Chad and I the night before. What am I doing? It's such a weird a showcase, like a career thing. Everyone's yes. like got a ballot. Oh, oh, he just blew it. Okay, yeah. But the other set, the highs you get and two lows sets. are so. The one, Speaking of the second one was very I remember very when I went fun. Paul Provenza was doing like a documentary about the new faces that year. And I remember he'd interviewed me and I was like saying these things like everyone has a Mozart and a Salieri inside them. <laughs> and then I like tanked and he was like standing there like Way to go, Mozart. <laughs> like what? Wait, that just made me flash, sorry, but that just reminded me that I got interviewed one time for a women in like a women of comedy in television fucking thing. I don't even know. It was some documentary thing. I've never seen it. Also I don't know by what Paul Provenza. Yes. He's always <laughs> he, documenting. He loves to document. <laughs> but no, this woman was asking me a question, and she's like, what do you think of women in TV right now? And I was like, um, I think women are carrying television right now. And she was, well, what do you mean by that? And I was like, oh. And then I just sat there for like seven seconds in silence. And all I could think of after was if I was an editor and I saw that, I would have cut that. That's the funniest thing to come out with this grandiose <laughs> statement and then just have absolutely nothing to back it up or say about it after. It was just like, I've, I was like, oh, I'm just talking. I don't. Just what, have do that I pause and then it. have the camera zoom in, <laughs> yes. pan in on you. Like a uh, sweat appearing on my one, upper lip. <laughs> yeah, just one piece of sweat on your lip. Uh, women are absolutely carrying television right now. How, well, how do you mean? Uh, 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 <laughs> but it's a lot. Uh, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it was is I was thinking of people like that but all the shows had been canceled so then I was just kind of like oh yeah not them well not not her Ro- oh yeah oh, El- uh, Oprah they're, they're kind of getting ready I, mean, I don't like Ellie McBeal uh, so I'm not going to yeah. say that oh, <laughs> it's one of those my God. <laughs> that's one of those ones that I think of at, like maybe every two years and I get a real bad like shiver like oh you weirdo oh right? yeah dipshit I, I have those memories every day <laughs> Where you just flinch. Yep. Yes. Why'd I say that to my dad when I was 12? <laughs> yes. I had one where, yeah. Or when they ask you a question that you're like, that's the last question I would ever want to answer. Like, so tell me about your family. Are they supportive of what you do? It's like, ooh. Like, yeah. you just fall down like <laughs> a crazy, greasy, black spiral hall. Yes. Because yeah. you don't want to be direct and say the thing you really want to say. Right. Yeah. So you have to, you do a weird thing where you're dancing around what you should say. Right. And it's blatantly obvious. And the yeah. more you say, the more you know it's blatantly obvious that, you, that you're just right. being indirect on purpose. Or you figure it out while you're talking. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, they were there for, well, actually, the, you know what? Like, and then it just starts <laughs> with, like, inward and like in the middle you start sweating on the inside yeah <laughs> hot sweats on the inside mm-hmm. they were there at the, in the beginning in the middle i think oh, wait, I no that was my dad. question <laughs> that was the, i'm sorry that was my friend's dad they're the same glasses frames um, in the distance it looked yeah. just like, like was, my dad my neighbor was supportive is what I'm saying it reminds me of like when you first start doing stand up and people are like if something crazy happens in the room call it out and then you call it out and it fails miserably yeah. like why are you looking at me like that and then you have nothing funny to say about it you just made everything worse yep there's so many ways to learn in comedy yes all by failing yeah yes so much failure oh man we went to a comedy show the other night I just am still shocked by how bad some people can, like how great some people are, 
how terrible some people are and how it still affects me as if it's my first week of doing stand up mm. like the ter- when a female comic gets on stage and only talks about fingering herself or sucking dick or whatever it is and that's and she's doing like a fake character and then doing a bunch of those jokes in a row it fi- i become it's so crazy like i don't want to not support it makes me so mad that i'm being put into that position to not support a female comic mm, that that's the best heckle ever you should if someone yell why are you putting me in this position <laughs> to not support a female comedian you are incredibly selfish <laughs> and you're doing us right. all a disservice <laughs> Yeah. And then when someone's great, you're like, you feel like it's the victory of a lifetime. It's well, just so crazy. I don't know. I, I think it's real funny when girls talk about fingering themselves. <laughs> Lizzie? I love it. <laughs> I cannot get enough. Well, that's what I thought you'd say. Morning Zoo, we are looking at Morning traffic zoo. on the 110. <laughs> Chris's dream to, is to be a morning zoo DJ. Is I it? I think so. <laughs> so finger yourself the new Waze app <laughs> to get through some of that congestion. Eh? Bring one of those fingers right over to Waze. Uh, coming up I next, a like... classic. Been a while. Bustained apostrophe D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like the best way for me to watch comedy is to not be performing on the show. Mm-hmm. I still like I like watching shows. Me I, too. I'm glad that I haven't gotten tired of that. Yeah, I like watching. Comedy. I I feel like I was tuning it out for a while. Like if I'm on a show, I'm not paying a lot of attention to other people because I'm just like, yeah, right, right. So it's fun to when you're not on a show to give it your full attention. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. actually like enjoy. Yeah, that's like the a, position I was in because I wasn't. Yeah. I went to watch April Richardson do a set. That she was nervous to do. So I was like, I'll go with you. Do you was- have trouble like I do saying her last name? Richardson. April Richardson. <laughs> I go April Richardson. April Richardson. I have to say it every time we record. My friend, April Richardson. I say <laughs> yeah, it there's a, I can't. It's there's something hard. happened in the middle. They all make fun of me, but you just said it like I say. <laughs> yeah. We're like siblings. <laughs> Richardson. Richardson. But also, did, I yeah. think of jokes when I watch other, and not topic related right. at all. When I watch other people do stand up, I think of things to, of my own to write. Yes. But that are not, it's not like, oh, I'm going to go to that premise, mm-hmm. but do a different joke. It's totally different things. Right. But it's almost like other people's stand up reminds me of the way you can do things. Right. Yeah. Or something. That happens to me when I go to LACMA. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have to keep art around me at all times. Because I'm an artist. But yeah, that does, yeah. I'm thinking about, yeah, last night I did this like live sci-fi podcast. And uh, you know what? Let's cut this in post. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Strike. <laughs> Strike. You don't want to talk about it? Strike it. <laughs> kind of not. I started realizing as I was speaking, it was the kind of like, yeah, my parents were. No, my parents were not. They were. No, I don't know. You know what? Why don't you ask them? One's dead. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> One's dead. Can I just say that someone else mentioned this separately? Maybe it was Georgia. Your joke about, and I, I don't think it's a joke joke, I, you, when you yell comedy photographer in oh your ass, <laughs> the last time I saw you was at Vince's show. Oh, yeah. And 
there's just a part where Lizzie is there an actual joke you say comedy yeah. photographer a bunch of times I'm like where's the comedy photographer <laughs> I've seen and then I want to like wake up with yeah comedy it's especially photographer. fun like where were we where it looked like we were in the a den it was like right. the back of that restaurant <laughs> Vance's show and there was like it's packed enough to where 25 people it makes it a full right, room but right. it looks like some grandpa's <laughs> hobby room <laughs> and when you said that where's the comedy photographer <laughs> it was real fun and then man started taking photos he didn't oh get the, yeah it was really that's funny, so funny. I, I like yeah that. that's like a new thing you well because i always think about it i'm like why do i have to have all these gross pictures of myself like expressing myself yeah yeah why not just one from like, down in below the 80s, from the from worst angle yeah. yes always <laughs> looking up if you do a show with the virgil the angle is always the absolute worst because the stage is so high and it's so loud. Like, I can't not comment on it. I'm, I'm obsessed with comedy photographers and the ones yes. that, like, at um, Bridgetown one year, this was a while ago, a couple years ago, it was the Ron Lynch show. And there was, like, it was a good good-sized crowd, but there was this space between the crowd and the stage. And mm. Ron's on stage doing something in, of course, a absolute silence. And this girl comedy photographer is standing directly between the crowd and the stage <laughs> taking 1,000 pictures. And it was like it you just started watching her because Ron was further away and doing something quietly. I was like, sit the fuck. You've already right. got 75 pictures of Ron. That's plenty. Right. Like now, now step aside and wait till the next person. Yeah. Comes this out. isn't like, so you can go through it later and be like, this is the best one that I took during this. Well, also the, it was like this weird right. dance where she kept squatting and standing yes. and doing all these, po like her own comedy photographer poses where oh, I was like, no. you are not part of this show. Yes. Yes, and sometimes I appreciate it. I'm like, oh, cool, someone took a picture from that show. It was a fun night. I have a memory. But at a certain point, it's like, here are the pictures from last night, and it's like a stop motion yes. of my set. <laughs> and it's like, through. oh, my God. like different Making different horrified faces. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just fat, and fat, fat, fat. Yes. That's how I feel. I know. Not I used to, that, that's the reason I put the, like, you have to approve it on yes. your timeline or whatever. <laughs> but then I was like, if I die... Who's going to, like, how am I going to get nice things said about me on my Facebook wall? <laughs> I won't be there to approve it. But, like, there is that. Um, <laughs> I have, You're right. You have to I give just, someone. A, my last thing as I'm, like, leaking on a kitchen yes. floor or whatever is to undo that setting. Undo that privacy setting. You got to get on Facebook, Karen. I, e, e, Karen, this is your last. E, e, I'll do it. I'll do it if, if you just give me power of attorney, and then I'll, then I'll clear all, all your put shit. Our passwords in a safe or something. <laughs> yes, and unlock it and be like, "This is the password is like dead C L K <laughs> for the padlock." Yeah, and we'll get in there. We'll take out the password and we'll allow everything on the timeline <laughs> I honestly do need you guys to burn any notebook because I have like dressers full of old notebooks filled with like poems and shit I need that gone after I are die. you sure yes well you'll you read it I want to sleep with them <laughs> <laughs> I make a Karen Kilgariff quilt they're not good I think you'd we, be incredibly disappointed what well, Remember when you approached me with the idea of your dream blanket? Yes. I I'm sorry I that. never. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Hold on. 
I almost fell back. It's a dream this sheet. This was a dream really sheet. low point in my life. But no, I didn't. Because the way that it, it came idea. about was I was living with a Minneapolis comedian. <laughs> we had a falling out. We broke up. I had no comforter. But I was in a production of Six Degrees of Separation. <laughs> Were you playing oh, no, the, it was mother? the master builder? I oh, played wow. the daughter. This was back in the day, sweetie. <laughs> I still had it to pass as a brown student. <laughs> Why aren't you wearing the tank top? <laughs> Wear the tank top. Change, change. <laughs> God, that's sad. I remember I went out and I was like, I'm really depressed. And I was like, oh, my God, why did I say that? Because I had been talking about, like, comedy is the truth. And then I was like, so why not tell the truth? I was like, I don't know what, I, what I'm doing here. Like, I kind of just, like, came out with, like, some horrible truth that no I think that's what I did, too. We did the same thing. But, because that's what real comics do. Yeah. That's what real comics do. That's so nice. It's true. That's not but, what everyone But you had an Oh, So anyway, so I idea. slept with these big sheets of muslin. It was actually the Master Builder. I remember because my sister directed this, like, multimedia production of the master builder she was like i want one spoken word artist one dancer you it was hillary i love you but it was a fucking disaster (laughs) there was a scene in this play where my sister was like i want you to walk to to the back of the theater there's going to be a mirror and i want you to brush your hair and have an orgasm into the mirror (laughs) and it was the kind of thing where it was in the back of the theater so everyone had to like turn around and watch me and i was wearing this like big flowy dress and my parents were there and there was supposed to be this like creepy guy standing behind me. and then after the play my parents like didn't say a word. It was oh, like no. I thought, but they were like that about ev- everything. It was all like we I didn't thought like you were it. gonna say they said I'll have what she had. <laughs> <laughs> my dad anyway, was like that too. Really? He was always mad. And yes. anytime we did I did something, then my sister would come to me and be like, Dad's mad you did that thing. Dad's mad you were swearing. Dad's mad you did that dance. Or I was like, I, I don't know how to handle this. Me anymore. too. I got in trouble after a band concert where I guess I I was playing drums and I like whispered to someone during the concert and after it I was like why won't my parents talk to me I still have this memory and they would not speak to me at all like in the minivan on the ride home I was like what what and then my sister was like dad said you talked during the concert <clears throat> they were so ashamed and I was like what I did but they never Said anything? Were they Catholic? Were saying like, do you no have a- Jewish, but like really weird about stuff like that. Like never, no, like it wasn't. There wasn't even like intermittent reinforcement. It was just like, what if you were saying, "What's the next song?" Or do you have an extra read? Yeah, or something. Some yeah, band talk. I know. Something important. I know. I was with the band. Yeah. Hey, man. They didn't get it. Am I supposed to be <laughs> as I played second or third chair? Timpani you know? on William Tell's Overture. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I love the timpani <laughs> drums. A, did you really play that? Yeah, I love the power of the <laughs> timpani and the cymbal. They're very cool. <laughs> so good. Did you play both? Yeah, I did all percussion stuff. Yeah, you held down the whole percussion I, section. Not, not by myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but I did like learn every instrument. Wow. I loved it. Yeah, I love drums. But um, can you fully just play a drum? If there's a drum kit, can you just no. start? Because my thing was, so my parents were like, "Are you going to quit?" And I was like, "No, I'm not going to quit. I promise I'll stick with it." So they bought me a snare drum to start. And I was in a play or like a scene in like a, a high school acting class where I needed a drum. I left my snare drum at school overnight, and someone stole it. Mm. And I never wanted to tell my parents, so I just said, yeah, I'm not into it anymore. My drum is at school. Like, I, I felt bad that the drum got stolen. Yeah. And then when I did The Artist's Way, there's a part where 
It's like a 12-week program for blocked artists. Uh-huh. There's like a part where it's like, take a creative U-turn and make it a straight line. Take something, like, you have to kind of go deep. And so I was like, I'm going to take, so I ended up taking Afro-Cuban and Caribbean drumming class uh-huh. in Minneapolis. And I was in a parade and everything. Like, I played <gasps> drums, like, in a parade. <laughs> and I was like, this is so great. I healed it. Nice. As an adult. When was, yeah, you were already a comic? That was 10 years ago or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. so great. Wait, did you wear the parade, Chris? I saw, no, wait, were you wearing <laughs> that a was... lycra jumpsuit? <laughs> that was me. Flippers and a Viking helmet? I loved you. <laughs> but the sheet thing, so back to the sheets. So I was sleeping right. with these pieces of muslin, and I started writing my dreams down on them in black Sharpie. And they became these big, like, dream sheets. I have three. They're really big. And at a certain point, people were like, you should try to sell these. Like, this could be a thing. And I was like, yeah, I guess you could sell it, like, in a kit, like, a sheet that you could write your dreams on, but would be, like, Yeah, and there'd be category. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. This is copywritten, by the way. So no, yes. one, no yeah. one's allowed to steal this because I think this is a great idea. It is. I've already patented it. Great. It's like you're on Shark Tank. I'm in. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you fifty percent of. Yes, I've already patented. One it. condition: the sheets come with categories like bizarre, motivational, different kind of dreams, and you put, <laughs> you wake up and you put it in the right category. I well, think- these are actual dreams, sleep dreams. Okay, I'm out. I'll give you thirty uh, percent. <laughs> Thirty percent. Chris hates like, dreams. I've never. I don't have them, so I feel like if my you, brain isn't all. I kind of want to show you a picture of it, but like if you, if you read them, they're terrifying. Like I was going through, it was like, you know, I shake my mother, but she's a dummy on fire, and I can't wake her up. Like, but it's like, <laughs> and I'm sleeping with this these sheets, but they were my comforter, and then yeah, there's a there's something to that sleeping underneath. Those words. Yes. And I always thought, like, you know what? I'm going to save my inventions for uh, something else. For non-podcasting <laughs> times. My yeah, immediate... I always want words everywhere, though. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I like that idea. I just didn't know what I would add to the design of them. They'd have right. to be paper-like kind of scratchy sheets, right? Yeah. Ooh, what's no, the thread count just... on these? Well, they're actually made of almost notebook paper. So it's well, I thought crinkle, maybe... crinkle. I can't get to sleep. I have insomnia now, but I know what all my dreams are. <laughs> Although I did yes. have a dream the other night. Sorry to interrupt you, but it just hit me that all of my front bottom teeth were rotting out. And just so one by one, I would touch one and they would go crazy loose and I would pull it out. That's every other dream that, I have is yeah. my teeth falling out. Yeah. I've read that that's a pre- fear of pregnancy thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. There was a dream interpretation book that I read that linked that to pregnancy. Oh, Weird. So I think I've gotten someone pregnant? I just feel like I heard, I'm grinding my teeth. I think I'm definitely grinding my teeth. Because I wake oh. up and I like go, oh. Yep. I think my teeth are loose. It's not like, oh, I think I just made a mm. baby. I, I wake up with mouthfuls of tooth powder. But um, you from Brian. I, I was just dating you. <laughs> That's the most horrifying thing you've ever said. I know. Coughing out a tooth cloud. But I wish you could see the picture of my horrible, because the, have you seen Shane McGowan's teeth, the lead singer of the Pogues? He has a crazy, terrible He just mouthful. got them fixed. I know. Yeah, yeah. He got Invisalign? <laughs> no, he got, uh, they. he had like one anchor tooth up front and they just attached yeah. some dentures to yeah. it. The, the anchor tooth. The anchor tooth by Lizzie. What if my dream interpretations were just to bait you to confess things? 
tell me, Karen, are you pregnant? <laughs> I had no idea. I hear where that, I'm like, that dream. <laughs> I guess I am pregnant when I come to think of it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I think I wanted the, I, my idea was that it would maybe look like notebook paper mm-hmm. at the time, trying to think of a concrete design. Yeah, board yeah. Or something. Maybe that would be, yeah, like yellow. So I called college. Chris like 30 times, never heard back. Uh, <laughs> I was in a dark place of being, no. I, I was busy. I don't remember, but. He was grinding his teeth at home. I'm still mm-hmm. kind but of. But someone busy. was like, you should talk to Chris Fairbanks, because, yeah. I, I always thought your artwork was so cool. Anytime someone asks me to do anything, like a logo even, or I'm like, want to just say, I'm just pretty much draw mm. things, like mm-hmm. right. illustrations. Right. I wouldn't know how to format, like do the sheet thing. I don't know. That's so big. It's like, what right. would I? It's bigger than all of us. Can I tell you my idea for sheets? Well, your sheets should. Otherwise, your feet will stick out <laughs> at the right. end. They are bigger than all there of us. There should be enough room for all three of us. Yeah. Um, and your grandparents. I had an head idea. To toe, head to toe. <laughs> Just like Charlie Bucket. Mm, thank you. Um, thank you. I was on a really, really boring date one night at Fred's 62 on Vermont. And we had gone to the movies. Ooh, how and- romantic. <laughs> we went to the movies and then we went to this oh, yeah. diner. Okay. Take and- it back. I take it back. Thank you. And I was sitting there and I was so tired and so bored of this guy that I was dating. And I ordered, it was like 11.30 at night, and I'd ordered pancakes. And when the waitress came and put the pancakes down in front of me, I immediately had, it was almost like a hallucination. I had this vision of a tiny version of myself climbing down out of myself and onto the plate and into the pancakes and then just pulling one (gasps) pancake like a sheet over my shoulder and turning over and going to sleep. back when you were drinking? (laughs) No, but I... Karen, that is beautiful. And then I was like, I want to make pancake <laughs> sheets. And then I told my friend Robert Lee, who was the prop master at Ellen, yeah. who couldn't truly and legitimately make anything, uh-huh. anything. We t- we made him a half an hour before the show started one time make us a melted Richard Simmons, and he did it. Wow. It was crazy. And he was so mad at me, but he did it. Um, but wow, cool. I went to him and said, I, ha- I had this vision last night. And he was like, I can make you those. <laughs> and literally, he had a whole plan of how he was going to make me pancake sheets. Really? But I wanted them. I don't think he understood what I meant because I wanted one humongous pancake to get into. Right. Or two, actually. With a pat of butter pillow. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly right. But I wanted them. I wanted them real. Of course, you would want a pat of butter pillow. Pat of butter pillow to put your head right on. But a syrup white noise machine. I see it. I see it now. Don't we all see it? It would be so warm because they'd be like hot cake, hot pancakes. <laughs> Just an Aunt Jemima oscillating fan. <laughs> the air coming out of her open mouth. Ah, her teeth is a propeller. And as you pull that top sheet over your shoulder, you just go, and you eat those pancakes as you go to sleep. Oh, God. Wipe it on your pat of butter pillow. Hold it under the fan for a little bit of syrup. I ended up being an inspiring date. It is interesting, like, thinking of how the furniture, just everything we use, like, how it came to be. Mm -hmm. How did it come to be? I was sitting in therapy the other day in the waiting room and talking to my therapy bird. No, No, but I was, uh, I was looking, I was looking at a chair and I was like, why do we sit in this? Like, I thought it was like. When I went into therapy and he was like, what's on your mind? And I was like, honestly, I was just wondering, like, why do we sit in chairs? (laughs) But I was like, wow, I'm paying a lot 
<laughs> to ask about the evolution of furniture and textiles. Did he have any but, answers for you? Well, I realized that what I was really thinking about was death. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't remember how I came to that, but I was like, I was sitting there thinking, how do we know how we want to live our lives? How do we know this is the best way to sit? And am I just going to, how much of my time am I going to spend in that chair Right. that's going to result when in When we all death? know it's more comfortable to lay flat under the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> that's what this is about. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather like, be in a casket than a chair? <laughs> Ultimately. Like when you go to someone's house and you're like, there's so many throw pillows. And like, how did that, you oh know? My God. Come on. I, the people who their real beds have like five pillows deep. Like, you know yes. how the pillows go halfway down the bed? I, mm-hmm. I just, that is a person that I have no idea what their <laughs> life is like. Because my life is the exact opposite of five pillows deep. Mm. Perfect. Why is it you? No, I don't have five pillows deep. I have four pillows and then one decorative, but I use it for other things as well. But do you, want, do you want to say what that well. thing is? Um, I'd rather not disclose that. <laughs> hey, right if now. I might bail you out. I have a pillow you know? just for folding in half and putting between my knees. Really? Oh, I see. Yeah, but not in a dirty way. That's no, ergonomic. There is a Japanimation character <laughs> and a hole in it. No, really? come on. <laughs> no, I just I like. My hips are weird, and so I like right. to put jam a pillow in there. Right. Memory That's foam. Fair. Fold it. Legs yes. together. Feels mm. great. Mm-hmm. Fall yes. right to sleep. Hold if I don't put a open. pillow in there, I'm just uh, just kicking and kicking and yes. screaming all night. When I was a house cleaner, a maid, I cleaned this one woman's house. Her name was Francoise, <laughs> and she had a very romantic bedroom. Like, oh. everything was like... A red, and she was like waiting, always waiting for her husband to come home from business. But the pillows, they were like these, like silk. Like for me, they were the. It, for me, they would be the biggest turnoff because you felt like there was something just very vaginal about like, this, <laughs> like all these pink and red, just like circular, you know, uh, fluffy, like you, like. Going into a space where they're like, this is romance. Like, this yeah, is romantic. Yeah, you're just describing yes. what has to be on a rotating heart shape. Yes. Bed. And like a vanity with like a golden hairbrush on it. Like, yeah. It was like that kind of Like room. Vanna White's childhood bedroom. <laughs> or like the scene from uh, Foul Play where <laughs> Dudley Moore. Remember? Did you remember Foul Play? Uh-uh. The best movie ever? Really? I, do. I remember. You might be too yeah. young. Remember Dudley Moore, Goldie Hawn's like, take me home because it's because the the albino's following her. Yeah, and then the they go into his house scary. and he pull. It's the best movie. He pulls down the Murphy bed. Like she goes into the bathroom to check out the window to see if this guy's still following her. And meanwhile, he pulls down all these things and he has this bachelor pad. That's it's so you have to see it because it's like a I slice need. of '70s life where you're like, people did this. It's yes. crazy. Isn't there a little uh, a, a guy that was in a lot of movies back then? A med- uh, little person man yes. that was bald. Billy, his name is you remember Billy. His name. I do. We foul play is a movie. So my friend Janet Nielsen's father ran Nielsen Freight Lines, mm-hmm. and so because of that, they had everything first. So the Nielsens had a VCR in 1976. What? So, yes. So her mom would videotape movies for us and edit out the dirty parts. So we could watch anything. We watched 10. We watched Foul Play. We watched all these movies wow. that were on TV when we were like in first grade. A 20-minute version of Clockwork Orange. 
<laughs> oh, it was mostly about the furniture. Um, That's, yeah. But we got to watch all those movies furniture. because they, she didn't have to worry about it. And we watched the Sean Cassidy um, TV special, which was amazing. Um, but anyway. Where? What a heartthrob. Oh, romantic. Have you ever been gone um, to someone's bed? Like, do you think bedrooms... Have you ever been to a surprise bedroom where you get there and you're like, this is not what I expected at all? You go home with somebody, and I don't even mean like in a romantic way, but you just walk in and you're like, I had no idea that like this would be your aesthetic, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's usually in the way, it's like, oh, wow, you're funny and interesting. Why is your room so boring? (laughs) Usually that way. I always had that feeling of if if a guy's (laughs) bedroom is decorated a little too much like if say the comforter mm. matches the curtains i'm just like g- goodbye oh my <laughs> yeah if there's if there's a thing where it just seems like there's right. a lot of thought in the in the design and organization of a right. room's decor yeah. yes i it's, just am like i don't that guy's going to snap at me it's going to like <laughs> say no 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 <laughs> don't put it there don't put it there coasters yeah uh either that yeah. or purple pillow purple he just Comforter. likes me. He likes me in That's, a fag haggy way. Yeah, I dated someone. And I went to his house and I was like, "What? What are these orange chairs? These like t- orange designer?" I was like, <laughs> taken aback by it. <laughs> and then he was like, "Oh, I had someone help me with this room. Like he had someone help him so it would look more presentable." Oh, and you had help with this? No, this is <laughs> over. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like, but there was something kind of nice and adult about that. Like, okay, he could see that, you know, he wanted he wanted it to be a more welcoming place for people, and he didn't know. Yeah, I guess that's he nice. He put some effort into. I think when I show people my area, I just point out the things that I will defend, and the rest is like, <laughs> that painting's cool. My dad made that clock. The rest of this shit, <laughs> my I dad don't know. Made that clock. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. Did your dad make a clock? Yeah, yeah, it's made what? of... Uh, is he a clock maker? He made furniture for a little oh, while. Did. There was like a year where he was an upholsterer, a radio guy, and then furniture maker. But it was like... You're like, but it was all wood. about it's death. Like, <laughs> it was all in the end. <laughs> Very it all morbid. is, yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. He upholstered, re-upholstered the a inside of caskets. Maker. No. No, no. I really? think my... Po- I'd like to restate Mm-mm. then, if I see too many <laughs> textiles... That's what I'm mm, talking about. Pet prints. If we're going with uh, tapestries, yes. If there's wall hangings, if there's ever a kimono anywhere, uh, just I'm just saying, keep your eye out. A tapestry, yeah. I'd like people to be concerned and focused on other things besides, you know, yes, matching, uh, matching textiles. Right. Maybe that makes me a bad person. No. We'll reserve judgment. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It just Ask seems your like therapy bird we're... about that. <laughs> therapy bird got me for 20 minutes. Therapy Do you bird. remember saying it? Because it was the best. <laughs> it's pretty much the best. This is nice. Are we done? <laughs> Guys, this is nice. We're That's... at the conclusionary time Lizzie Period. just put Me out her too. hand to both of us. Like yeah. she's like, I We're need now this to be her. over. It's no, I feel like we need to do something drastic. With our, <laughs> we're holding. Your, oh God, let's pull out the Ouija board. Aaron, <laughs> dim the lights. No, I saw The Conjuring two yesterday. Really, which is based on a true story, and it all started with a Ouija board. Do not, if you have a Ouija board in your house, throw it away. Really, uh, do not use Ouija boards. Scary. It's scary. Don't do it. I don't. I never did. No. I'm like, I don't believe in stuff, but let's not do that light as a feather business. No, no, no. no. It what opens do you, up. How do you feel about them now? 
You feel I, like it opens you up as sorry. a channel? No, no, no. I feel like it opens up a channel to a thing you can't control later. Yeah. I, I think it's bad bad spirits, bad news. Yeah, you don't mess with it. The mm-hmm. occult. Because it's also a 12-year-old, that you know what I mean? It's always like, yeah. does someone like me? Or whatever, and then suddenly, right. as you'll see, Slender Man is standing behind you. Oh my God! Yeah, go see the Conjuring too. Or it's the really Candyman, or any. There's all types. We of need men. to talk more about the spirit world at some point. Okay, <laughs> on that other podcast. Do you have anything to plug? Oh yes, yeah. yes I do. I'm doing a show, and Karen featuring Karen Kilgara. Kilgara. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing a show, Lizzie Cooperman and Friends. I know about this. Yes, I was invited on the. On I the would book. love for you to come. When is it? Lots of pressure. <laughs> and Chris throws up. <laughs> what is it? What is it? <laughs> Will there be? Oh, God. Will there be a bottle of Epicac there? I don't know why I'm burping. Wait, it's, it's June 21st. I'm gone. Sorry. No. Can't be. Come on. I'm in Austin. Really? Oh, Tuesday. No, I leave on Wednesday. Yes. Fuck. Come on. If you just go really yeah, you got in. me. You got me. You'll I'm get in. a different answer. Sure, I'll do 10 minutes. I'm it's glad at you 8 asked. 8 p.m. Who else just is on the show? Well, kidding, no. Okay. <laughs> Featuring, well, first of all, hosted by Katie Crone and Davey Johnson, who are hilarious, the hilarious, best, yeah. inventive. Like, just having them alone will make it yeah, an event. They are really, the best. That, this is really, just them alone. <laughs> Please come support me. <laughs> um, so, Karen Kilgariff. Karen Kilgariff. Nikki Glazer. Nikki Glazer. From Not Safe with the Nikki Glazer. She's the best. Ian Abramson. Oh, he's hilarious. So funny. He has a show called Seven Minutes in Purgatory that's just the best. And Raj Desai, mm-hmm. who's one of my favorite comedians and joke writers. And it's happening at 8 p.m., 621 at the Virgil. And I'd love to see you there. What's 621? Oh, that's uh, the June. Date. Yes. I thought you were giving I'm me like, street there are two address. shows one at 8, the other at 621 a.m. <laughs> Choose wisely. <laughs> One's a recap show. One's a recap. Of the other. Yeah, that should be a really fun, a good show. Idea. And if you haven't been to the Virgil, that's a fun theater yes. that always has a comedy photographer. Always. <laughs> and it's produced by Victory Lab. Oh, I nice. Love, they're so nice. They're uh, so nice. I really like those guys. Yes. Sharon and Anna. So, yeah. Very I'd cool. I'd love for you to come. I will come. I will come. I am now, yes. for my thing, I was going to talk about our friend Tom that... Yes. And maybe his GoFundMe, but I can't find it. Yes. Should have had it queued up. We have a friend. You know him better than I do. I do, yeah. He's, he's, but I, rem- I have good feelings about this person. Me too. He's a positive, spiritual, funny, sweet skateboarder yes. kid who was has been gone for a couple years, and he's sick and... And we've been messaging with his girlfriend because it seems like it's some sort of yeah. What would you categorize? Uh, categorize I think it he as? has an autoimmune disease. Right, auto. I was going to say autoimmune by the description that might be a tick-borne illness. And she said feeling. he did. She said he did have a tick at one point. Okay, Ugh. so I, I think he has Lyme disease, but I feel like. You know, that's for and them to figure out. But I know. the testing is really I inaccurate, s- so s- a lot of people don't know they have it and go years and years I thinking sent they her have a detailed message other about diseases. That. Yeah, because they call it the great imitator. imitator. Yes, because a lot of people th- will 
be like wheelchair bound, like think they have MS, ALS, and or, then they start treating for Lyme disease and they get better. Maybe oh, they called syphilis the great imitator, but this no, li- this, they call Lyme that. Okay, you okay. can't take that away from Lyme. But it no. makes and you Frank Caliendo. It's similar <laughs> to what <laughs> syphilis did, I guess. Yes, it's, it's like, like, like a spiral your brain thing. And your body yeah. and yes, you're in pain and your yes feelings are so. I wish I could find Tom Vrab's. What's his name? GoFundMe. His name is Tom Vrab. V R A B. Is that or is it Vrab? Vrab. Or I've said Vrab. I've said Vrab. If it's Vrab, there should be an umlaut over the A. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's make sure to ask on his GoFundMe. Is it Vrab or Vrab? (laughs) Everyone write that in the comments. But he's in. He has not been well. He's. It sounds like he's been misdiagnosed a lot. Yeah. He's suffering. He can't speak or oh. is it he can't he can't, he can't think. I've tried to text him uh, over the past couple of years and he said it hurts to even text. I'm, right. A doctor messed me up. I can't talk. Oh. Like it's all. But finally, she, his, his girlfriend put up this GoFundMe, and it's. I'll put a link to it yes. in the description yes. of this Great. episode because I can't find it right yes. now. And it's driving me batty. Well, also, if people know GoFundMe and Tom, uh, Tom Vrab, right? Yeah. Then the, I bet that'll get them some Google result mm. if, yeah. they, if they have the money to donate. That, that actually takes you nice. to Pay Less Shoes' website, but oh, it's but, a whole. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some amazing flip flops this season. Yes, amazing. Uh, well, Chris will do a link. Yes. That'd be a, that'd be a nice thing Thanks. to do. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, I had to. Yes. What are you going to talk about? We got to conclude. Oh, you mean in terms of a plug? Yeah. Uh oh. Well, then let me say. Let's see if I have a show coming up. Do do do, Mrs. Dash. I want to remind everybody to <laughs> use Mrs. Dash. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Virgil on than salt. June 21st. Yes. <laughs> Imitation life instead of salt. Oh, uh, yes. I'm going to be on the show that is on Monday, June 27th at the Improv Lab at 10 p.m. I can't remember. I think it's called Everybody's Great. Um, I oh, can't yeah. remember. I apologize oh. to the people that are hosting that show, but that I love right. the Improv Lab. It's the best. It's so fun. And uh, so I'm going to be there June 27th at 10 p.m. And, uh, also, uh, the show Roadies on Showtime is premiering oh. Sunday the 26th at 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah, are you on that? I auditioned for that. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Really? No, I just, we we watched the uh, trailer for the show at work oh. about 100 times because the idea of all these beautiful models yes. being roadies is so hilarious. It's like so – I can't wait to see what it actually is because the trailer makes it It's look. like 12 models and like a Unabomber. Yeah. <laughs> I auditioned for two different – On the poster is just like – Two different characters in it. Really? I didn't, didn't get it. I don't know if you should be upset about that. We'll see. You I know, thought it was we'll a see. reality show. By the, the script poster. is kind of funny. Well, we'll what see. I, what I and uh, Chris doesn't have anything to plug. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> I'll be in Norfolk, uh, Nebraska next week for the, something called the Great American Comedy Festival. Oh, well, that's and good. Then, and then I'm in Austin, Texas the weekend after that at the Velveeta Room. Do you know your eyelashes are like their own lampshades? I need to just curl They're them. Like They're this. too straight. My vision's always blurry because no. my lashes are right there. I have a curler if you want to do it right now. Maybe let's have a hair time. Yes. Okay, we got to stop. <laughs> All right. Crimp this shit. <laughs> You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N-A-R! A-R! <laughs> <laughs>